Hey, people. Big welcome to everybody listening in. So good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are, in the gym, in your car, on your bike, walking, talking, whatever it is. I know that this message is going to bless you. I'm so glad you're here because today's episode will be particularly relevant to you. I know it. Looking forward to talking more with you at the end of the program. Uh, Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and uh, rate us and review us so we know how we're doing. Maybe you'd like to share this podcast with a friend, just send it on. And uh, we'd love to be talking to as many people as we can, sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Let's listen to this message now. Today we are diving right into the identity of the leader. And this is a really important part of a leader's psyche. His entire presentation depends on him really understanding who he is or she is and understanding what God has made us into becoming. In Jeremiah chapter 1, the Lord says to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you. And this is such a deep concept because all of us have somehow come into existence. Once we were not, now we are. We're here. We are self-aware. We're self-conscious. We are here experiencing life all around us. We smell, we see, we touch, we feel, and we know it's us experiencing all of this. And so we are created self-aware personalities. And that's something that God alone had. Before we were here, God had self-existence and self-awareness, and he is also love. And the deal with love is that it cannot have something and not want to share it. Like the people you love, you want to share great experiences with. Well, God wanted to share his beautiful experience of self-awareness, self-existence, with others. And so he thought of at least 7 billion of us. And every time he thought of another person, he smiled. He thought, I want to have one of those. And so he's created you. And here you are. He has the blueprint of that unique personality that you are. And when we come to him, he is able to show us. He is the best mirror of ourselves to ourselves that we will ever come across. And I know this, that whatever God does in the earth, he does through people. He chooses them. He chooses us before we are born. He says, I love that person. I'm going to use them. I'm going to give them an assignment. I'm going to give them a purpose, a meaning, and they will be able to discover that in a progressive manner as they begin to follow me. You know, in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, that comes from that word. Word, logos, was a word that none of the Christians were using. The Stoics were using it. Other philosophers were using it. And it had more of the meaning that it was meaning that it was the word reason. So we could read it, in the beginning was the reason, 
and the reason was with God and the reason was God. Nothing was made without reason. And then we could also put the word meaning in there. In the beginning was the meaning and the meaning was with God and the meaning was God. Nothing was made without meaning. And so everything God has created comes with a reason and it comes with meaningfulness. And one of the worst things that could happen to anybody in this life is to not understand their reason, to not understand their meaning in this world. And so to discover that, we need to come to the one who gave us that meaning, and that's obviously God himself. Once we understand who we are and then accept who we are, we're going to find ourselves being somebody that God builds on that he starts to use in a, in a wonderful way. When I first became a Christian, the very first supernatural experience I had after receiving Christ and being filled with the Holy Spirit was to discover who I am. I was uh, driving a little Fiat Bambina. I don't know if you can remember those cars. They're like a pregnant skateboard. They're just so small. And I used to pick up films that had been delivered and deliver films that needed delivering way before the days that we had digital photography. These were the roll-up films and used to take them to a chemist, uh, a pharmacy, and they were the people who would do the turnaround and two weeks later you'd get all your films back and you'd, they'd be in these photographs. So when I came to Christ, that's the job I had and delivering films and picking them up. And I remember one day doing this journey and finally coming home and sitting in the car and feeling like God wanted me to read the Bible. So I picked up the scripture and very rarely has this ever happened to me. It fell open to Proverbs 4.20 and it says, My son, attend unto my words, incline your ear to my sayings. I got stuck on just those first two words, my son. And it blew my mind. I started weeping because I knew that God was telling me I was his child. He was saying, my son. And the impact of that, knowing who I was in relationship to God, that I wasn't just an attender at church, I wasn't just a Christian, but I was born of God, that I'd been born again. That gave me such a access point into accepting who I was. And then I uh, had this experience when I went to a conference and there was this speaker there who was incredibly impressive. His, his name was Campbell McAlpine. He was talking about meditation, but the depth of his sharing and his preaching was impressing me beyond anything that I'd heard before. He was a Scotsman. When I went back to my room with Chris and we started to pray, Chris said her prayers and then I began to pray and I said, oh, Father, I just pray. And I was praying with a Scottish accent, which was super embarrassing uh, because it made me realize how weak I was in my own personality. And I just felt like I don't know who I am. I just seemed to pick up other people's personalities. I admire everybody else's. I don't think mine matches up. 
if anything else, if somebody else is being like that, then I'll try and be like that because apparently that's what's acceptable. That's what's cool. That's what you're meant to be like. And, and it was like the Lord said to me, I want you to know who you are. I want you to accept who you are. And I want you to love who you are. So I, he said to me, say your name to yourself. It was a little therapy session with Jesus. He said to me, say your name to yourself. So I did that. And as I did, all these images of me being me as a youngster, as a child came into play. I saw myself running along the beach, just unafraid of anybody watching, abandoned, free, and then hold my little airplane that I'd made for my photo, getting a photograph of it. All these little snapshots of my world when I was just authentically me, not trying to be anybody else, came to me. And by the end of that, that exercise, I was smiling because I, I thought, I like that guy. And I guess that's what self-love is. It's, it's not like, mm, you beautiful thing. It's not narcissistic or being obsessed with yourself. It's just loving being whom God has made you. And that, for me, has been unbelievably huge in, in building a foundation for leadership. Because if I have accepted Jesus, but I'm rejecting the person he's accepted, me, we've got a big disconnect happening there. So I cannot afford to despise someone whom God loves, and that's myself, and the same with you. And suddenly I found myself at far greater peace with who I was, what I liked, what I didn't like, uh, what I wanted in life, what I didn't want. Some people might want that, but I didn't want that, and I was comfortable with that fact. It didn't make me feel awkward because... I'd learned to accept my identity in Jesus Christ. Now, I read a passage in Mark 4, 17 that said, some plants grow up for a while, but then they wither and die because they've got no root in themselves. And that's an interesting passage. They, it's, it's like you need to have roots in yourself. Some of our roots go into other people's opinions of us. And we are getting our nourishment from other people's affirmations. But that sets us up for a disaster because then we've got roots in the outside opinions. And when they are turned negative, like critical, we've got a real difficulty there. Or our roots might be in our circumstances so that when we're successful, we're feeling great about ourselves. But when we're failing, well, that's feeding into us a really negative image. But we need to have roots in ourselves thinking, I'm okay. I'm feeling fine with myself. I accept myself. And, and whether I'm doing well or bad, I'm, I'm not bothered. But that sets you up for being successful because you have a thing called security, internal security. One of the, the biggest limitations on churches, on organizations, on teams today is insecure leaders. And I would never have joined those dots when, when, those, when I had these early experiences in my Christian life, I would never have said, oh, well, this is setting me up to be a secure leader. I, I was just simply finding out about Phil Pringle and accepting who he was. But I've found that the, the string from that is so long that here, nearly 50 years later, I can see the impact 
of what that security has given me. So when somebody else around me is rising, I'm not threatened. I only want them to prosper and to flourish. Uh, when, when others are critical, I'm not that bothered because I'm okay with me and I'm not going to take their opinion to shape my thoughts about who I am. So when Jesus comes into our life, I think he helps us discover ourselves. Some people say, well, before I discover God, I got, I got to discover who I am. I don't think that's possible. I think that what's possible is that we find Jesus who has the blueprint of who we are, the assignment he has given us in our life, and then the gifts and personality that he has planted within us so that we know what we can do and we know what we can't do. And that, knowing what we should not be doing, is as important as knowing what we should be doing. In fact, sometimes it's more important because God works by a process of elimination many times through Scripture. When he's going to choose somebody, he looks at several others to, to see if they're going to come up to the plate. And then he chooses the one that was left after others didn't make the cut. And in our own life, knowing what we are meant to do, it, it helps us decide, I'm not going to do that. And for me, that's incredible because I know I'm not called to be a missionary. I know I'm not called to be a counselor. I don't do weddings or funerals or um, visitations or hospital visitations because none of those things are within my category of, of calling. And yet, traditionally, many people would say, you're meant to do those because you're a pastor. But I found that I was not called to that and I released others to do that. And then they flourished in doing that. And so the whole uh, goal of being a successful leader is in being secure. Number one, when the word of God is in you, you're going to find you are secure in that revelation of who you are in Christ. So spend time in the word. Like I said, that scripture that came to me as a rhema, like as God speaking to me was my son. And then the key of it was give attention to my words. So I spend a lot of time meditating on the Word of God. I also think that a second key is to surround yourself with other secure, strong believers. And you can virtually tell a person's future by the people that are surrounding them. You certainly can tell what a person's attitude and internal heart is like by the kind of people that they surround themselves with or that are attracted to them. This is so important that we travel with the right kind of people and the right kind of relationships in our lives. I, I think the third thing is definitely that we are looking to Christ for his approval and his affirmation rather than to others. And we know beyond any shadow of a doubt that we already have the approval of Christ in our lives. So becoming self-aware leads us to self-acceptance, leads us to self-love and celebrating that person that God has made you. This is one of the most crucial areas in the foundation of secure leadership. Well, thanks for listening today to our message on C3 Church Global Podcast. Hope you got something great out of today's message. Don't forget to follow my wife and myself on Instagram. 
We're at Phil Pringle and at Chris A. Pringle. Looking forward to hearing more from you. Don't forget to subscribe and we look forward to talking with you again next week.